Welcome to episode 53 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with Eric Sanchez. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You're how tired? You? I am tired. all day? Yeah. Oh, well. I'm doing good, too. Doing oh, good. oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> this week's show, guys, we're going to take a look back at a couple of the Coliseum video home releases that are on the network. Super Tape, 90, or Super Tape 3 from 1991. And Bashed in the USA from 1993. Originally, we were going to do more, but these tapes are long. You know? yeah. so, and I did have some memories of renting these as a kid, so we'll talk about that and all the goofy nostalgia stuff. I have a ton of notes about both of them. Mm-hmm. There was way more to talk about than I thought there would be from watching these two. Yeah. Just little things, so we have a lot to talk about there. If you're not following us on Twitter, guys, please do. We're at PPW Podcast. And if you follow us, we'll follow back, and we can have fun interactions and funny wrestling pictures and memes and GIFs and all that other Great stuff. We don't really complain too much on our Twitter feed, and we don't really complain no. online. And you can pick up a T-shirt that says, I never complain online, at whatamaneuver.net. Also, the new Positively Pro Wrestling Stars shirt. Also, whatamaneuver.net. Head there today. Pick up a shirt to support the show. Help us pay for the server costs to keep the show free. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Subscribe there, and if you can leave a review, that'd be great. And that's all for the formalities, I'd say. There you go. Before we get into today's topic, did you watch Raw or did you see the big announcement, obviously, with Stephanie saying all women's pay-per-view? I did, yeah. Because I haven't watched Raw in a couple of weeks, and uh, usually I'll watch it with my dad. So it's been a couple of weeks, and just because I didn't really want to watch it, and then he was kind of flipping channels, and I was doing laundry, and I'm like, well, I'm going to hang out out here in like a living room and... I don't know what he was watching. I said, oh, what are you watching? And he's just going through it. Yeah. And I'm like, you want to watch Raw? He's like, Raw? I'm like, yeah, wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, sure. So we started watching that. Yeah, what do you think of the all-women's pay-per-view content? I think it's great. It'll be fine. Yeah. I think it'll be fun if they make, like, interesting matchups. I just saw Mickey James challenge Trish Stratus. I'd like to see that yeah, again. That'd like be pretty fun. Uh, the NXT stuff. I hope they kind of do fresh matchups for it. Yeah. It's weird that, well, it's not weird. That they are announcing it this far out because they do have to build it up. But they're doing it in October, which is when they always do the Susan G. Coleman partnership. Mm-hmm. In, and it's, uh, part of me's got skeptical hippo eyes about this, saying you're just doing this for PR and everything like that. But whatever. It doesn't really matter if they are or not because people like my daughter or other girl wrestling fans get to see an all-women's pay-per-view. And, yes, these have happened before. Obviously, Shimmer is an all-women's show and they do right. online stuff or um, eye pay-per-views or whatever. But this mm-hmm. is a mainstream event yeah i wonder how it's gonna go i wonder what venue they're they nassau coliseum, nassau I think. coliseum so an actual venue we'll see how it sells yeah i am and, and with that like i i like women's wrestling um yeah like the rise shows we've been to um some of the tna knockouts over the years i really enjoy the matches it's i mean some people complain and i don't know what 
Well, I do know why, because they just want bikini matches and pillow fights <laughs> and stuff like that. And they just complain that, you know, the women are botchy. They're not good. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, they're good. They're way better than what they were five years ago. You know what would be awesome is that for the ring announcer, they got Mike McGurk to come back to cool. do the ring announcer. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk about her in a little bit. Yeah, I was going to do some research on her after you mentioned that, but I think she had some issues with, like, sexual harassment or something. Oh, so the, she's she's probably not coming back. Yeah, right. Well, Lillian Garcia, she'll be there. Yeah, Lillian and JoJo and, and whoever else. What? Wait, hold on, my dog that, is, uh, is tangled up in my headphone wires. female ref, they got an NXT who pops up every I'm sure there. it'll be a female ref. So we also have the other big show coming up is SummerSlam, and they're starting yeah. to build up a little bit. And my favorite thing with SummerSlam is, for this year, the fact how mad everyone's going to be when Roman and Brock face each other. Mm-hmm. I think Brock's going to retain, just to swear everybody. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. I also love, uh, speaking of Roman Reigns, with his woman's pay-per-view, I don't know if you saw in Kayfabe News, it was like main event of Evolution, Woman Reigns. It's Roman Reigns with a wig yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that. that made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, we can pretty much get right into today's show. I want to talk first about the Bashed in the USA because I have way more to talk about for the oh, Super that's, Tape I'm sure show. you've got a lot to talk about everything. <laughs> yeah, but the the Super Tape like brought me way, right back there, the Super mm-hmm. Tape 3. First, we'll talk about the Bashed in the USA. This is a Coliseum video exclusive tape where these matches were pretty much house show tapings and TV tapings combined on there, yeah. along with little vignettes in between. This was in June 93, and Mr. Perfect is the host. And if you gave me 100 guesses saying, <laughs> where is he hosting it from? Yeah. I would have never guessed where he was hosting it from. He was hosting it from a stamp store. Uh-huh. Because little do we know, Mr. Perfect is the, has the perfect stamp collection, wants the perfect stamp. That's right. And we'll get into that throughout the, the tape. What did you think when that? You were like, what the hell? Um, Yeah, it was like, what the hell? But at the same time, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. It made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, so he bas- he's basically at a stamp store, talking about literally in a stamp store, saying he wants the perfect stamp. He kicks it over to the matches. He's basically a buffer between the matches. The right. first match is Razor Ramon versus the Big Boss Man. This was in 93. Razor's kind of on the rise. Boss Man's on the way out of WWE, and it makes sense here. It's just a whatever match. Razor Ramon wins by cheating. Yeah, and of course. And I, I notice this a lot in these videos. There's a lot of heels winning by cheating. It's kind of weird, right? I don't know if you noticed that. We'll go to Dunn, the card. I, I think on the house more. shows, a lot of it ends, ends in DQ, or title matches end in DQ, and it's... Where the champion doesn't win or the good guy doesn't win. Yeah. That's and what I noticed watching these. This match itself was fine. It wasn't like a chore to get through. It was just a standard match you'd see on TV nowadays. Yeah. Then we have a buffer with Mr. Perfect talking about, oh, I have my own issues with Razor Ramon. And he shows him at Survivor Series, smashing him in the back of the, in the back of the, I guess the back, in the back of the back. In the back of the back of the back. Smashing Razor <laughs> with a chair. And this was from Survivor Series 92. And this is actually the cover of the Bash the USA VHS set is Mr. Perfect in Razor Ramon saying he was bashed with the chair. Mm-hmm. And then we go to another match, which is Tatanka and High Energy versus the model Rick Martell and Money, Inc. High Energy being Owen Hart and Coco Beware, and they are in their 90s riffic. Yeah, I really puffy like this pants. match. You did? Yeah. What did you like about the Puffy Pants match? I don't know. It just seemed like a fun match for everybody involved. Because it was so 90s, you couldn't even handle it? It was so 90s, and I I rem- I don't know. I just liked all the characters. I liked High Energy, Owen Hart, Coco Beware, Tatanka, 
I liked them. You just like all these. Mike McGurk, yeah. the ring announcer. Yeah, her too. Yeah. Would you, I mean, I pro- I didn't really forget about her because I've seen like these old tapes, but you brought her up with that tux. I'm like, man, I remember Mike McGurk. I remember <laughs> feeling weird that she had a boy's name. Yeah. I even looked her up on Wikipedia, and it's Michael. I thought it was going to be like Michelle or something, but it's actually Michael and then a, then a woman's middle name. So I don't know how that came about, but I remember her like being in the video game like Wrestle Challenge or some arcade game. Okay, where she's kind of like uh, a Wrestle Fest, I think it was, where it's kind of like the, you know, video yeah, game yeah. version of her. And then every now and then, as a kid, I would, I would see her in the ring. But uh, pay per views, I don't remember seeing her. Did you like, have a crush on Mike McGurk as a kid? No, <laughs> she was too too formal for you with that, no, but, that tuxedo. Yeah, well, m- most of the pay per views I watched were the Big Four, and she no. Well, she, there was I, only the Big Four. There wasn't any more of them. Well, I'm just saying, going through the years, even like with King of the Ring and editions and stuff like that, wasn't I never saw her. Yeah, this is yeah. She probably just a live event. She didn't get upgraded. Howard Finkel was not giving up his spot. There we go, Howard Fink. Remember when the Fink had a feud with Lillian Garcia over his spot? And and oh. was like, yeah, uh-uh. that was later on where the Fink turned heel and like was trying to get his spot back because Lillian was taking the mid two thousands. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was I wasn't just a, watching. no. You gave up. <laughs> The next matchup, and by the way, the Money Inc. wins again. The heels win again. So Money Inc. and, and who the hell was their partner? I already forgot. The model Rick Martel. Yeah. They win. And nothing crazy, nothing too awesome to say about this match. I like the rivalry with uh, Tatanka and uh, the Martel. Like Martel. He stole the feathers. That seemed like feathers, it, that, was a, that was his entire WWF career was rivaling <laughs> with the model Rick Martel. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting some uh, Intercontinental Championship match with and, Shawn Michaels. And losing. Yeah. That didn't – I always like, oh, Tatanka's going to win as a kid. But looking back now, you're like, of course Michaels won. He's way better than Tatanka. I could see yeah. why. It don't make, make sense. But I really like Tatanka. I never did. I was at Five Below a little <laughs> while ago, and yeah. they had the Elite Tatanka for five bucks, and I passed on it. I'm like, you know what? Are I'm, you kidding me? I'm Which not. One? I'll go get it. The one in Orleans. So if they've still got him, you go pick up Tatanka. All right. Passed on him. The next up, we have the Shawn Michaels profile, and he is interviewed by Mean Gene Okerlund. This is when he's the IC champ, and yeah. they're in front of like a blue curtain, and they introduce the matches. First match is Shawn Michaels versus Kamala. Yeah, not I, bad. I mentioned that match when we were talking about Intercontinental Champs. Uh huh. Him and Kamala, I thought that match was pretty good. Pretty good, right? Because it's like two stars from you would think are two totally different eras, but they kind of overlap in this period. So it's like, okay, Kamala versus Shawn Michaels—that's pretty awesome. 1993 WWF is the overlap era because yeah. you still have Mean Gene there and you still have Jim Ross is there and you have Bret Hart, but Hogan's still kind of there and yeah. Undertaker's kind of coming to his own, but you still have guys like Kamala and other things like that. So it, it, everything goes, I'm trying to think of the word, like crisscrosses. You know, remember what used to be called like a Venn diagram? Remember you were yeah, like in school, right. the two circles and where they well, meet in the overlapping. middle? Yeah, that's what, I'm ta- that's what this is kind of like. It's the two overlapping things. Yeah. So you got your new generation and the end of, or the beginning of the new generation and the end of, like, the golden era, I guess. Yeah, it is pretty much the end of the golden era. Pretty much between WrestleMania 8 and WrestleMania 9 is when it all dies off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the first, like we said, HBK wins, but I love at the end here, there's, like, a big brawl, or, like, or like a schmage, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. Also, this is during Kamala's babyface run where Slick is his manager. Yeah. Kamala like splashes Michaels but tries to cover him with Michael's stomach on the ground and the refs oh, explain stupid Kamala. And the ref Joey Morello, the ref's like, No, 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 you gotta flip him over. So he's a savage <laughs> and he doesn't know how to wrestle. All of these him. years he couldn't figure that out. Nope. Apparently not. All the wins he had. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
again, you think Kim Chi always told him, "Hey, you got to roll the guy over." Kim Chi like, oh, was okay. Kim Chi was the Brooklyn brawler. Yeah, but now Slick is the manager. No, because Slick... no, he had Harvey Whippleman, remember, as his, his American... No, but we're talking about with uh, Michaels now. Oh, that's right. Like maybe Slick is, is supposed to say, hey, you're supposed to roll him Maybe, over. he forgot. He's he needs too... direction. <laughs> he's too busy. He's a savage. <laughs> with a moon belly. Yeah. And I, when I was a kid, I always thought he was naked under that little skirt. Well, why wouldn't you? It's a loincloth. Right, but <laughs> but you can totally tell he's got tights on under it, but I, I don't yeah. know. When I was going, oh, he's naked. Kamala committed to that character. He never—he was like, like looking with his facial hey, yeah, expressions. He never thought yeah. anything else of it, or never, never tried to be anything than what he was. Right, the Ugandan giant. Now he's missing both his legs. Anyway, next oh, matchup: Shawn Michaels versus Skinner. Weird like features. Skinner always faced champions. He faced Bret Hart. He faced Shawn Michaels. He yeah. faced like Tito Santana. Maybe and he's just a good worker. Made people look. Good. I thought he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and his entrance music was just crickets and swamp sounds. Yeah, I never really liked that. How the hell did he? How the hell did he have a Hasbro figure? That's what I want to know. How did Skinner have a Hasbro? Well, he had title matches, so people were like, "Oh, hey, that's Skinner. He's the one that fought uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, Bret Hart." Yeah, and, and this is also weird because they're both heels, so it's like weird. And Bobby Heenan doesn't really, who's one of the commentators, doesn't know who to cheer for. He's talking about how he's like, "Oh, do you think?" Michaels would look good stuffed above Skinner's wall. And you're like, what the <laughs> right. hell's happening here? Michaels wins. Not as, nothing to write home about, but it's a really short match. So if you yeah. want to check it out just for like, oh, my God, Shawn Michaels faced Skinner? Yes, he did. Then we have the, the last match in his profile, Shawn Michaels versus Virgil. This is Virgil's best match ever, baby. Virgil's match. best match. You know, yeah. he's got the fire. He's got the – oh, also, this is, I completely forgot about this. So during the buffer – when Michaels is talking to Mean Gene, introducing the match, Michaels says, oh, Virgil only has one asset for him. And we know about that. And I was like, is he talking about his dick? He's got what? He says, Virgil only has one asset going for him. And he kind of oh, looks one down. one asset. Okay. I'm like, is he talking about, like, <laughs> Virgil packing? And apparently, maybe he is, you know. But that, that was weird because he didn't say what it is. I'm like, that's really weird. Well, as a kid, what would you think that was? I have no idea what I would have Being thought. Being a bodyguard? Of. Maybe. But he wasn't a bodyguard. He was wearing his candy stripe pants at the time. Yeah, but he's been a bodyguard. He has been. He's so his one asset. He knows how to fight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then someone in the crowd is showing his flash in the Virgil T-shirt. Man, that looked like a sweet shirt. Wish I had that now. Yeah. Oh, well. There was a... Anyway, Michaels wins. This was an interesting profile, and it was. I'm glad they did this because now they would just pick, oh, the best of the best matches for Michaels. Here's, here's three yeah. random crappy matches from house shows. Enjoy, everybody. Right. What do you think of this, this whole Michaels showcase on this bash in the usa talk. no i thought it, i thought it was cool i mean it had some decent matches it was fine yeah but they're all short but again i could not believe that michaels talked about virgil's dick on the show <laughs> i think he was talking about his asset of being a bodyguard maybe being tough maybe maybe back to this is after roddy got him into the boxing yes yes so they talked about him having fast hands and all that stuff yeah, so there you go his assets hurt him. <laughs> yeah we're back to Mr. Perfect in the stamp store. He's still finding that perfect stamp. And there's like a clerk trying to and help him. he's looking for this. And he's making this woman bust her butt looking for this perfect stamp. Right. We'll get to what we'll get to him. Well, there was a, there was a part earlier. I think he, she finds one. It's like worth a million dollars. And he's like crumpling it up. He's like, this is it. <laughs> and she's like, sir, that's a million dollar stamp or whatever the price was. Yeah. It was expensive. And he's like, oh, it's nothing. It's <laughs> not perfect. Right. <laughs> Next up, we have the 40 man battle royal. I've talked about this before. 
whenever there there's battle royals on tapes, I was in. I'm like, these are yeah. amazing. Get to see everybody. This one, I pretty much fast forward through. Who just are the a, commentators? It's just yeah. a bunch of guys. Um, it's Jim Ross, Bobby Heenan, and Macho Man. Yeah, because I remember Bobby Heenan saying, "Oh my God!" He's like, "This is incredible. I've seen twenty man battle royals. I've seen twenty five, but never 40. So here's some and of half the, of them are freaking jobbers. <laughs> here's some of the participants. Here we go: Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Sergeant Slaughter, Tatanka, Tito Santana, Virgil, Texas Tornado, Barry Horowitz, Jim Powers, the Repo Man. Don't Kate, forget the Repo Man. He snuck in early. <laughs> Kato, Skinner, Dale Wolf, the Brooklyn Brawler, Brian Costello, Reno Riggins, the original Roman Reigns, Dwayne Gill, Chuck Casey, Barry Hardy, Colonel Mustafa, Tom Stone, Crush. Burt Spears, George Anderson, Ted DiBiase, IRS, Bo Beverly, Blake Beverly, Hawk, Animal, Owen Hart, Coco Beware, Brian Nobbs, Jerry Seggs, Earthquake Typhoon, and Ron Cumberland. That's a heck of a way to close that out. Ron Cumberland. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porn star. <laughs> Did you watch any of this Battle Royal? Um, I watched about five minutes of it. And then you just skipped to, the, to the, end. the end? Yeah. The end, the last two guys, Tatanka and one of the Beverly brothers, Tatanka wins. Uh-huh. When you were when I first watched it, I, I thought Shawn Michaels was going to win because they kind of featured him in his walkout, and this is obviously at the end of a uh, like a TV like a TV taping marathon because everyone's all sweaty and Road Warriors paints all messed up and everything. So they yeah. all worked. What already. was Dwayne Gill dressed as? I don't know. He just had like a singlet on, I think. Oh, I thought he was in a mask. He might have been. I don't know. I wasn't okay. really paying attention. <laughs> I didn't watch the rundown. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, Tatanka wins. Good for Tatanka. You love Tatanka. Yeah. I don't. And who announced all of them as they were walking down? It was Mike McGurk. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Mike McGurk. Next up is Art with Brett the Hitman Hart. And this is where he just sits there talking about drawing. Yeah, I'm like, this is really relaxing. I, I watched, This is the last part that I watched before I fell asleep last night. <laughs> Put, like, Brett puts you to sleep. No, I was just tired. And it was like one of those, uh, what's it, Bob Ross. Like You just kind of chill out and you mm -hmm. relax watching Bob Ross painting happy trees and stuff like that. And I'm just listening to Brett talk. And he's kind of soothing because <laughs> i was just tired and he was just talking he's like yeah draw this and draw that i'm like oh this is kind of cool oh look at what he drew oh my god that's the undertaker mm -hmm. oh hey that's paul bearer and the way he starts off drawing paul bearer i'm like what the hell is that <laughs> is that a frog <laughs> nope ends up being paul bearer you, you, you were impressed with the hitman's art i was you? yeah i didn't know he could draw yeah he's a cartoon wrestler cartoon drawer yeah it's pretty awesome and uh, i like the segment name yeah, Bret Hart Art. Bret Hart Art. And he has a nice little like message. He's like, you know, young people, everyone's good at something. Yeah. Everyone. So everyone's good at something. What are you what are you good at, Eric? I'm good at everything. No, you didn't okay. <laughs> Humble brag over here. <laughs> you don't know. You're good at flipping pops and not paying retail for anything. Coupons yeah, I'm and good all. at that. Good at being good frugal. at finding deals. Yeah, there you go. I'm not being at, uh, This is just yeah. feel good about yourself hours a day. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm good at. Okay, that's that's not bad. That's something to be proud of. We have next the for match after that is Bret Hart versus the model Rick Martel. This is when Bret Hart is the Intercontinental Champion, and I'm guessing he's in some type of feud with Shawn Michaels because at the end of the match, model Rick Martel has Bret Hart in the Boston Crab going for the finish, and Michaels comes out and just decks Bret in the face, so mm, Bret wins man. by DQ. There's a lot of fun back and forth in this match between Bobby Heenan and Machman in the commentary. Yeah. And they're both talking like, oh, the Brett and Model are similar. They're both, you know, great amateur wrestlers, both, in which I don't think Brett was really, maybe in high school. And they both have uh, black hair and they both have pink tights. 
And then Bobby goes, yeah, but Bret Hart's got about eight pounds of oil in his hair compared to the model. <laughs> I thought the match was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the model you could always count on as like a st- solid good match. I'm surprised right. he hasn't been in the Hall of Fame inducted yet. Yeah, I think we said that before. We did, and if he gets inducted, Tito's got to attack him. He has to. He could do the strike force <laughs> thing, right? Right. It was a good back-and-forth match. Like it, Nothing crazy about it, but it was fine. Tito's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yes, he was right, inducted, so. I think, at like WrestleMania 20. So I guess Model's our last hope for a Strike Force reunion. Yep. We Attack gotta, reunion. we got to get on that for sure. And Model doesn't really even do like conventions ever either. That sucks. Let's make sure he's not. Is he alive? Let's make sure he's not dead. <laughs> let's make sure that real quick. You can never tell with wrestlers. Rick the Model Martel. Let's check out what our old Richard. He's 62. So he lives in Quebec City. He's, he's still around. Yeah. There's got to be some type of controversy we don't know about where he, like, hates the WWF or something. Yeah, because they stiffed him on a payment or fired him. Maybe. And he never went to WCW, right? No, he was there. He was. Oh, okay. the, he had a few with Booker T over the TV title. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Next up is the Natural Disasters versus the Beverly Brothers. For as much as I love a match we're going to talk about later between Earthquake and Tugboat, mm-hmm. I do not like this match at all. You probably didn't see it, but it's... I didn't see it. It's it's nothing. Was that the last one? No, the last one is The Undertaker versus Yokozuna. Right. And that match was good because it established Yokozuna as a monster. Undertaker, like, he beats up Undertaker, wins by DQ or something, goes for the bonsai smash, Undertaker does the sit-up, and Yoko sells the, oh, my God, type of thing. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Just a... Typical <clears throat> fun mid '90s match if you're into that kind of thing, which I obviously am. Then we have the finale of Mr. Perfect looking for the stamps. So that the way that works with the stamp stores, like, I don't know what you want from me. I've showed you everything we have, and he's like, "Let me show you what I'm looking for." And then he takes out a stamp book and opens it. Oh, he it. says he has the perfect collection. She's like, "Let me see." Yeah. So he opens it up. And and he's it, got a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's it like up. a photo album book. <laughs> and it's a picture. It's just a Mr. Perfect stamp. And it's a picture of Mr. Perfect on a stamp, and yeah. that's it. So she's like, <gasps> so we're like, so he had the perfect stamp all along. He's making this lady <laughs> work her ass off, look for stamps, just to prove a point that he's the better stamp collector. Yeah. I think they just needed a uh, free location to do these uh, bumpers and uh, <laughs> maybe waste someone's time. I think she was like, I wonder if she was an actual stamp owner, stamp store know. owner, or if she was the like employee of WWF at the time. What do you think? I'm going to hope that she was an actual stamp store owner. Yeah, because her acting was pretty bad. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now, before we uh, get into our next ta- our next show, Super Tape 3, let's hear something from a few little superstars. You got to love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. DiBiase lands a million dollar punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, my almost master finish Hogan guaranteed. Hogan slams him again. Match Andre the Giant against the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Maniac. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. That was the WWF figures Hasbro that they would always put in before these shows. Yeah. Which they did at the Super Tape number three. They sure did. So we've got, that's, when I was a kid... I would love those commercials. I would never fast forward. Oh, I did too. You gotta love new WWF figures. It's Jesse the Body Ventura, and then Macho Man. You gotta love the new WWF ring and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Awesome. They always show to him. It's like elbow smash, baby. And he hits him with like double axe hand. This is my kingdom, Hogan. (laughs) 
good times on those commercials. It was for sure. So super. I gotta collect them all. I'm like, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Wish I had them. I've sold them. Your mom donated to the Goodwill or whatever. There was some communication uh, problems there. (laughs) You're still bitter. I am. Okay, Super Tape Three, January of '91. This was released. So this is around the time when Hogan was gone after losing to the Warrior. Mm-hmm. So a lot. So there is no Hulk Hogan match on this tape. When I was a kid, I avoided renting this tape because of that. I still did, but this was like, oh, I guess I'll get this one again. <laughs> I was so pissed there was not a Hogan because yeah. to me, even if the rest of the tape sucked, as long as Hogan was on it, I was in great shape to watch something. I knew I had the great main event to watch. Yeah, I remember watching older stuff. Say Saturday Night's main event. I don't know if I've watched tapes on it, whatever, but Hogan didn't really... I never saw Hogan really wrestle other than pay-per-views. So if I didn't order the pay-per-view, I didn't see him. So like these little Saturday Night's main event, some of these uh, Coliseum videos, to see him wrestle, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, he does wrestle. He looks... I don't know. He was like larger than life to me. Yeah, and you you could see why it made... He was he was who he was as far as the the biggest wrestling superstar of all yeah. time. You can you can see it and you can see the crowd reaction. Even in ninety one here, this he's not in this tape obviously, but around this time he's still huge, you know? Yeah. And when he came back after losing the Warrior to the Earthquake at SummerSlam ninety, we've talked about that before, I think on like a hidden gem show we did. The match with Earthquake, they go nuts for Hogan. Like mm-hmm. the pop is insane for the Hulkster. So he was still a even though you hated him. Still an amazing wrestling superstar. <laughs> yeah. So this tape opens up with Sean Mooney and Lauren Alfred Hayes in a like a plane. But oh, it's yeah, a, they're, they're but captains. It, it's a green screen plane. Super right. fake. I don't know. Like, so here's what I didn't understand. If you're in a plane and you're sitting at a... Obviously, you're at a desk and you got Sean Mooney facing the camera. Why is he facing the camera? Shouldn't he be facing the other way? No, Lord Alfred's flying the plane. He's good. I know he's flying the plane, but why wouldn't they both be facing the camera? I don't know. And then like a backdrop of a plane. But I like the segues in between the matches. Like he was, oh, we got to, you know, yeah. go into the Fiji Islands. We're rerouting. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's it's brings you back to being a kid. They, what's funny is they do similar goofy stuff to that now. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. You're insulting our intelligence, WWE. Yeah. All right, guys, take it easy. <laughs> right. First match, Texas Tornado versus Mr. Perfect. This match starts off hot, you know, and then... Oh, hold on, my, my work phone is ringing. Give me a second here. Okay, we're back. That was just a nobody call, so I wasted my time pausing our show. Apologize. Anyway, this Mr. Perfect Texas Tornado match would have been great, but then, like I said, Mr. Perfect has the Texas Tornado in a headlock for, like, three whole minutes. I fast-forward. I'm like, oh, it'll be, like, 30 seconds. Nope. Yeah. One minute, two minute. What? Like three minutes? Come on, perfect. What are you doing? You just get guys phoning in. This match in. was long. It was. They were like phoning it in. I'm like, I saw it. Like they announced it first. I'm like, oh okay, this is gonna be a good match. Two good wrestlers. I love Mr. Perfect, Texas Tornado. I always liked as a kid. Yeah, I didn't and like him. Texas Tornado. Yeah, I don't know why I just didn't like him. I'm like, I kind of did, but then I don't know. Watching this match, I'm like, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you but, were ju- but these are Von Eric, so how can you hate him? You were justified in not liking him based on this one match on Super Take Nine. <laughs> Super I remember take- growing up, I did like him because he, you know, he was new. There was some sort of hubbub about him being a Von Eric. I'm like, yeah, so I felt like I was cool because I kind of knew who Von Erichs were. Did you buy? In, was there was a theory that he was the Ultimate Warrior? No. No, because no. it. No, okay. Because there was like a theory about that for a while. I remember when I was a kid of like rumors spreading. He's the Ultimate Warrior and all that. He clearly wasn't, but no. there was rumors spread about that. I thought he kind of looked like him. 
Yeah. Because you know, he had the tassels on the boots and had the same kind of look, same kind of hair, same type of physique, pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh, Perfect ends up winning this match via count out. Typical heel match. you have any other notes on this match? No. Other than that, I did. Uh-uh. Next, we've got Superfly Jimmy Snooker versus The Barbarian. The note I have is this match has all of the steroids in it between yeah. the two of these two guys. But I like this match. Yeah? Like, I wasn't a big Snooker fan. Barbarian, I kind of liked. Um, okay. You know, throughout WWF. I, I don't know. I liked him more in WCW. With the, uh, what was that, Dungeon of Doom, yeah. Faces of Fear, whatever he yeah. was in with uh, Ming, or Haku. <clears throat> but I thought this match was pretty good. I like. I mean, Snooker just looked like he was, I don't know. Juice to the gills. Well, not just that, but he, he, it was a solid match. I liked it. I'm surprised. I did not like this match. I This <laughs> this was a match, I think even as a kid I would have fast-forwarded, because I hated yeah. Jimmy Snooker. I don't know why. I never liked him. I mean, I, I guess I was right because yeah. he might have murdered somebody, so I was justified in my thoughts right. on him. But what are you going to do? Yeah. What did you think about the ending? I forgot what it was. What was the ending? Oh, it was just, uh, well, I think. Oh, that's right. He did the splash. Yes. Well, Snooker did these, the crossbody off the top rope, yeah. and then uh, Barbarian rolls over him. He gets like a two and three-quarter count. Yeah, yeah. And then he just like slams him and puts his feet on the rope to pin him. <laughs> what was funny is it was so awkward putting his feet on the rope. He's like, oh, shit, I got to do this. My legs are so big. <laughs> <laughs> but I, got, I thought he could have got the pin on the... Uh, on know, the roll-through? Yeah. Probably would have made a lot more sense, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, next up we have my match of the, the show between the two tapes, mm-hmm. Earthquake versus Tugboat. And I saw this first, I'm like, this is going to be awful. But my God, was I entertained by this match. Oh, yeah. Top to bottom, loved the Tugboat. <laughs> yeah. Earthquake was a big old nasty guy. And I was one thing I noticed was where the hell are Jimmy Hart's sunglasses? He never comes without sunglasses. He came without sunglasses to this yeah. this match. It was, was a like, house show. He didn't care. I guess. But come on, Jimmy, get your sunglasses on. Right. Or somebody stole them as a rib, brother. Uh, earthquake threw a drop kick. Yeah. Tugboat's throwing big boots. They're just running into each other, doing hip tosses. These are two big, beefy, right. giant guys. They're running guys. around like it's two hundred five live. <laughs> <laughs> and Tugboat did a drop kick. I'm like, how the hell? And it wasn't like. You know, a high side drop kick. He like jumps. <laughs> he jumps up, like straight up. Throws his feet out. Lands on his back. <laughs> it was the most awkward looking thing in the world. But how the hell do you get up and still, you know, tattoo uh, earthquake with that drop? The kick? crowd loved them some tugboat too. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I was a kid, I loved tugboat. Was so sad when he turned heel. Yeah. Was so sad. Was so happy when the disaster. Did you like tugboat because he was tugboat or he was one of uh, Hogan's boys? I didn't. He just seemed like he was a nice guy. Okay. I thought he had a little bit more cred when he was friends with Hogan. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give Tugboat a shot. You're in because he's buddies with Hogan? Yeah. But if he's not friends with Hogan, he looks kind of silly with that sailor hat and the striped shirt <laughs> and the white pants. <laughs> and how do you not rip your pants? <laughs> I, someone asked that on Twitter, like, he's not even wearing a belt. Like, how are those pants stand yeah. up? Like, those, like, those got to be the original, like, jeggings or something. They're just tight that look <laughs> like pants. Right. And then Dino Bravo comes and ruins it just like yeah, he ruined everything. Dino Bravo. Hated Dino Bravo. Yeah. The uh, I don't know if I ever told you this. There, I might have told it on the show, but when we were, this was a while ago at WrestleMania, one of the years at my house, and somehow Dino Bravo came up, and then he was like, I "Wonder what Dino Bravo is doing now?" I'm like, "Oh, he's dead." And he goes, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, he died. He was murdered during a cigarette smuggling incident. A cigarette smuggling, uh, whatever. What the hell's the word? Ordeal or whatever, uh-huh. or heist." And my buddy goes, well, at least he died doing what he loved. <laughs> Stealing stuff? Smuggling <laughs> cigarettes in Canada. So poor Dino Bravo was murdered. Yeah. Tried to smuggle cigarettes. But he went and ruined it. Always hated Dino Bravo. 
so pissed. I was like into this match. I'm like, I wonder who's going to win. And freaking yeah. Dino Bravo comes and ruins it. I like the part where Jimmy Hart starts to get involved in Tugboat. Totally ignores Earthquake for like five minutes. Yeah. He's like, you know, staring at uh, Jimmy Hart, stuff like that. Turns his back. Jimmy Hart jumps on the rope and uh, Tugboat grabs him by his throat. Lifts him all the way up where Jimmy Hart's feet are on the top rope. Yeah. And then, you know, Bravo comes. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I've been, about a break. I've been rewatching that Legends House. Like uh-huh. randomly, I'll put it on. Like, if I need like background, I'm like that show just cracks me up. It like, does. Yeah. Jimmy game. Hart being like, "Oh, what are you doing, baby? I want a steak and potato." What are you? <laughs> like there was one where he's trying to bake a baked potato and his glasses fell. And the other, like, yeah. oh, it's my favorite glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he's struggling yeah. trying to pick them up, and I'm just laughing so hard because the cameraman, the producer, somebody could help him. Right. But they're just watching. They're not going him. to. This, this is real life, baby. <laughs> they're just watching. This is real life, baby. <laughs> they're watching him struggle, and then they. Uh, they told Pillbilly Jim told Jimmy Hart that some sausages in the fridge were bull penis. Yeah, and then he's going to Tony Adams like Tony, you gonna cook these bull penis? Tony's like bull penis, and he showed him. He goes, Jimmy, those are sausages, and he goes, Well, Pillbilly Jim told me they're pe- bull penis. He goes, Jimmy, a bull penis is the size of your arm. <laughs> Sausage, you know, how big a bull is. Jimmy doesn't know. It was just so. Funny. He's a sweet man. Maybe we'll do a show one time where we just talk about the entire Legends House show. Makes yeah. me a little sad that Piper's no longer with us, but <laughs> yeah, Piper had some demons in that show. Yeah, Wolf he... walks howling with the wolves, like how. <laughs> just all alone in the dark, yelling at Howard Finkel for taking the captain's chair. Yeah. Oh, poor Fink! And then there was the one episode where Piper left to go do autographs and. Hacksaw's bored because Piper's gone, and you know Pat Patterson's smoking on a cigarette on the yeah. patio. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" Because I miss Piper. You fall in love with him or something? <laughs> <laughs> and what was it? They were just showing. Uh, obviously, they edited it. Yeah. To show uh, Hacksaw like answer the phone. He's like, "Hey, pipe." Is this pipe? Pipe's pipe. Pipe. Yeah. Pipe. And he's like, "Oh, he's." Uh, somebody says something. How uh, Hacksaw's just walking around like a like a lost puppy. <laughs> The pipes here. And then the one where they go to Vegas and him and Atlas almost get into oh, a fight. Yeah. Just watch yourself. Like watch yourself too. And <laughs> during his talking head, big muscles don't mean shit. I'm not afraid of him. He stands up all furious. <laughs> right. I think we just did it the whole legend house. Pretty much. And then the end where they're all telling their sad stories. Like everyone has actual tragic stories. Like Jimmy yeah. Hart's daughter died and Hacksaw was in a tragic accident and then Howard's like, I was bullied as a kid. Oh, Howard. He was the last one to go to. And then Jimmy Hart was like... That's like, he should have went first. Yeah. Like, like, they put out all of these tragic stories, and Howard goes in last. He's like, I was bullied. I'm and like, Mean oh. Gene's like, my wife gave me a kidney. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be crying like this, but I or laughing, but I was. Yeah. Uh, Legends House. <laughs> anyway. Super get, Tape 3. Let's get back to Super Tape 3. I'm laughing so hard thinking about... Patterson. Penis? <laughs> no, Patterson's. Cause it was just so funny because Patterson's like looks like annoyed. He's probably bored out of his mind, smoking a cigarette on the patio. It's like, what are you falling in love with him or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! And then next up, we have Legion of Doom and Demolition. It's actually a six-man. Lod has a mystery partner, the Ultimate Warrior. As a kid, to me, this is like a dream match. Yeah, that's what I wrote. You know? Dream face paint match for me. Yeah, all of the makeup. Yeah. We've got all the makeup here. And what did you think about Crush being in Demolition when you were a kid? Were you for it, against it, indifferent? Um, I was on the fence. Like, I didn't like it because I still wanted to get into Demolition, Axe, and Smash. But then as soon as I started getting into wrestling, Axe was slowly not wrestling anymore. And that's when they brought Crush in. And then, I don't know. I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really like Crush. 
I didn't either. And it's because I would watch Demolition on tapes. Like, during their heydays, I would watch him. And I'm like, who the hell is this Crush guy? Yeah. Get him out of here. He didn't fit. His hair was too long. You know, he didn't fit yeah. with I, Crush. Maybe he did fit. I mean, he had the look and had the face paint and whatever, you know, gimmick S&M stuff they wore. <laughs> S&M. Like, I'm like, he fit the part. I mean, he looked like he fit the part. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked... Because it's a dream match, I tried to like it, but when Warrior's in there, he's just sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like, he tries to do double headbutt, it doesn't do it. On the outside with, I don't know. This is when Warrior's WWF champion, too. Yeah, comes out with so the belt. he's just kind of sloppy, and he's hitting the ropes and jumping over people the wrong way, and he's going one way on the rope, then he stops and starts going the other way. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I'm guessing this was a double duty night for the Warrior, because he was the champion, he was the mystery partner, so I'm yeah, guessing double, he was... double up on the coke. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, shit, I just did coke an hour ago. It's wearing <laughs> off. This was a pretty mem match overall, though. Nothing. And then I noticed that Monsoon was calling Hawk Animal an Animal Hawk. Mm-hmm. So like, Monsoon was drunk. Well, the first time he's like, oh, and that's Hawk. And I'm like, no, that's Animal. And then like, later in the match, he's like, an Animal in here. I'm like, no, that's Hawk. <laughs> Come on, get, get it together, Monsoon. Yeah. So for what it was, on paper, it's an awesome match. Really? You yeah. liked it? I thought it was meh. It's, no, on paper, oh, it's on an awesome paper, match. Oh, on paper, for sure. <laughs> to watch, it's kind of, yeah. And then I put, looked like someone in the crowd... Uh, Bought an Ultimate Warrior pillow at the merch stand because they're holding it up and it's got still in the plastic. I'm like, ooh, you got a Warrior yeah, pillow? I'm jealous of that. Mm-hmm. Then we have another match right after this one. It's Demolition versus Yellow D, just a two on two with Crush and Axe, right? Axe. Crush and Smash. Crush and Smash. Okay, so Axe is Bill or whatever his name is. Yeah. Okay. Bill Eady? Yeah. Yeah. Bill Eady. And yeah, because Barry Darso. Is the other guy. He was right. also in WCW. Um, this match was, I thought, was way better than the first one. And I also forgot that Demolition turned heel again and joined with Mr. Fuji. Yeah. Because they dumped him and now they're back with him. I forgot about that. Yeah. And their music was different. Yeah, it was, like, horrible. It was, right. like, it was just, like, some stupid intro sound to a horror movie. Was not a fan. The match itself was better, though. Yeah. I forgot what I wrote on here. I did a female announcer. Was it? mean anything to you about this match nope because there was a note i wrote on it i don't know i did i didn't have anything on it i've memorized next up we have a uh, call to action mm-hmm. lord alfred hayes and who do they have shane, shane douglas. douglas that was like no freaking way and yeah. they're like oh he's got great good looks too with his blonde hair and blue eyes but don't be fooled i always hated shane douglas never yeah, liked i never him. really liked him. even in ecw he hated had a him. weird look like when he came back to wwf when his dean douglas like I don't know. He was complaining about it and everything. And to me, when he was in ECW, he got over by saying the F word a lot. Yeah. Like, that was like his and gimmick. And a ton of, of roids. Oh, sure. Yeah. But this was an interesting little thing. It'd be a cool segment to bring back, like a call to action thing. And uh, I don't know if it was this tape or the other one, but or I even have a note about it. Maybe I do. But there's a segment... Oh, no, it is. We'll get to it. It's called Outrageous Hits. We'll get to that in a second, where they show a bunch of just moves to like a music video. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Next, we got Paul Roman. Go ahead. Like this, I just like the breakdown of the duck under. And Lord Alfred? Hit, yeah, like him explaining the moves. Between you know stuff like that and Monsoon, like explaining every different type of move, that's what I, that's where I learned. Yeah. Like suplexes and body slams and cross bodies and... And hit him in the bread basket. Like, yeah, stuff like that. I'm like, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, know. it was obviously for kids, you know, but... Yeah. It was fun. Uh, next up, we've got Paul Roma versus Marty Jannetty. I put LOL. 
Yeah, I tried you to skipped watch it. it. I didn't think it was too bad. I tried to watch it, and it's just like, this is so boring. Like, I didn't really care about Roma. I wasn't that into Janetti as a solo guy. And I'm like, this is... So I fast forward and I tried to watch. I mean, this is a long match. Yeah, it like was. I fast forward like 10, 15 minutes and it was still going on. <laughs> so I tried to watch a little bit more. I'm like, this is boring. And I think because the crowd wasn't into it, the announcers were just kind of wow. What's interesting, speaking of announcers, so Bobby and Gorilla are at ringside, but the play by play is not Bobby and Gorilla. It's Lord Alfred and Sean Mooney. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. I yeah. wonder why they did that. I don't know. Maybe just to maybe, make it look like the whole special. Well, maybe was, they use this match for syndication with Bobby and Gorilla somewhere else. That's my guess. Maybe. And they use this Coliseum yeah. video exclusive. Wasn't too bad. Uh, nothing crazy here. Paul Roma wins. Not, oh, okay. Not too much to say about <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, next up. Was it like a real win? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, next up, we've got this is the fan favorite match from the Humphrey family. They wanted the big boss man to face Ted DiBiase, and they show them request to get like a live event there, yeah. decked out in all the boss man swag in front of the merch oh, yeah, stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember, t- well, I had this playing when I was doing something, so I heard it. Uh-huh. And then when I heard people talk and I turned around, like, oh, look at that family. They were just decked out in all yeah. of the swag. And I was like, I want everything they were wearing. I want everything in that merch stand behind them. Give it to me now. I want a time machine. I'm going to go back, buy it all. There you go. I want all of it. All of it. These are just two pro wrestlers. You know, the match they have is nothing crazy. It's just a good, solid match. They yeah. they don't do too much, but they keep you entertained throughout the match. At least for me, they did. Yeah, and I liked I, it. When I was a kid, this would have been a good one to watch. So the thing with with these type of videos is anything that we would watch when we were younger, superstars, what was the other one? Wrestle? Wrestling Challenge, All-American Wrestling. Like it was always like the big star versus a jobber. Yeah. And then they would do little segments of interviews, people talking trash one another, and then sometimes during the boring match, they would throw up like a little box in the corner with somebody talking about their rivalry coming up with a guy who's wrestling and stuff yeah. like that. So to see these guys are actually like two legit wrestlers wrestling each other, known wrestlers, you know, it was kind of cool because it really had not a whole lot to do with rivalries or stuff like that. It yeah. was just like, you know, two stars wrestling each other. Yeah, and I think that's something people overlook uh, a lot of times when they say, oh, bring back squash matches, all that stuff. You can't do that now because fans are programmed to expect pay-per-view quality matches every week on Raw. Yeah. You know, on Raw this week, there was what a, a tag match with Ziggler and McIntyre versus Rollins. And without Balor was his partner? Yeah, yeah. Balor. And that's like a pay-per-view match back in the day, or that would be a oh, Saturday yeah, Night's Main sure. Event thing package. But this is just a standard Raw match. And I know? think I mentioned this last time, but uh, McIntyre or Roman Reigns, like I, not that I hate Roman Reigns, but he's just been boring. So, so to see him and McIntyre wrestle a couple weeks ago, like one-on-one, I'm like, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and Roman's match with Lashley was decent last yeah, night on Raw. It was, it was okay. It was fine, and we'll see what happens in that. SummerSlam main event. Yeah. But then talking about jobbers, you got Sasha and uh, Bailey. They teamed up in a tag match to go against two girls, probably two local girls. I didn't know yeah. their names, but I mean, that was a pretty decent match. About 30 seconds, but <laughs> yeah. it was decent. Yeah. Those... To kind of put them back together on the same page because at some point I think they're just maybe going to do a tag titles for women and they might be the main team to get it. Those two girls uh, that they faced were actually just guests on the Ringside podcast. So if you want to oh, check okay. them out, they were. Uh, the latest episode of the Ringside Podcast, they had they were guests on there. This match, back to this tape, the match of Bossman and Ted, it ended so weird mm-hmm. because Virgil came up on the apron, so Bossman brought him into the ring and started beating up Virgil. And then he got just dis- Bossman got disqualified. 
And I was like, wait a minute, shouldn't Ted be disqualified? But it didn't make any sense at all what happened. Like, wait, what? I was like, what, what happened? Even now, she's yeah. like, oh, I don't know about that. But Joey Morella was not taking crap from the uh, big <laughs> boss man bringing in managers to the outside. I don't know yeah. what the deal with that was. Why didn't you just have him get hit by Virgil? It was so weird. Yeah, I don't know. Next up, we have the Outrageous Hits video. And there was one thing I thought of tweeting the Young Bucks. Well, you guys should steal this. So there was a move where... This is, I think, the Orient Express, the two mask guys. He had, One of the Orient Express had the guy in like a German suplex, and the other Orient Express member super kicked him, and he super kicked him into the German suplex. This is a sweet move. So I would like them Was to steal that. Was this just almost like a music video? Yeah, kind right, of. Because I didn't see any of it. I just heard the music. Yeah. And... It was just honestly just a bunch of high-impact moves from okay. like all the famous wrestlers. This was the only time Hogan was on the tape. It was like right. Hogan's moves and showed him getting smashed by Earthquake and Ultimate Warrior hitting the big splash and... And so all Hogan that stuff. Getting the, getting the business end of some big moves. Yes, exactly. Damn. Poor Hogan. <laughs> Brother. Uh, then our, we have our main event, I guess you can call it, of this tape. It's Mr. Perfect versus Jake the Snake Roberts. I was expecting a lot more by this match. It was kind of slow. It was, yeah. Um, I think I talked about this one. On some tape. Or yeah, some we, were, show. we were talking about it. I mean, it was a pretty decent match, but of course it ends in a disqualification. Yep, and... The ending was cool. I loved uh, after the match is over where Mr. Perfect tries to perfect plex Jake onto Damien. Yeah. Which I'm like, is he going to pin him on top of the snake type of thing? Jake breaks out, ends up hitting the DDT out of nowhere. Jake was the original out of nowhere finisher with that DDT. For sure, yeah. You know, that was a great, great move. And Well, the match was already over, and then uh, that's when he wanted to perfect plex him onto that. Uh, onto Damien, yeah. onto the snake bag. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid loving Jake the Snake Roberts and loving Damien and all that. But being like uncomfortable when he would put the snake on other wrestlers, I'm like, yeah. oh, give me the heebie-jeebies type of mm-hmm. thing. I don't well, know when why. When Heenan is bringing the snake over, I'm like, what is he? What is he going to do with the snake? Jake already likes the snake. Yeah, what's he going to do? And I don't I'm know. Like, oh, Perfect's going to uh, smash him. Mm-hmm. Like smash when, Jake onto him. Like when Earthquake sat on Damien to make quick burgers. Yeah, <laughs> I still remember that. Like, like I watched it yesterday. Yeah, when he's got the big chef hat on mm-hmm. and Bobby's choking on the quick like, burgers. The grill, uh, thing in the burgers yep quake burgers I mean, we talked about that one on one of these shows but that that's the two tapes with these and did you enjoy watching these two overall was it fun was it a chore no it wasn't a chore i mean the, the Janetti and the romo or Ro, what, what was his name romo romo paul roma, paul roma the original. romeo roman yeah they called him the romeo yeah so i mean that besides that match everything was was cool it was cool to watch should we do another in the future show with another coliseum videotape sure. maybe yeah yeah Maybe we'll do an actual VHS tape version, get the full experience, adjust the tracking, the whole deal. We'll have to do a watch party over here. A watch party. Maybe a Facebook Live or a Twitter Live. Like, oh, look at this. I don't think anyone anyone will watch that. We'll just sit there, like, looking at it. You're like, this sucks. (laughs) That's how I talk. I say that. This sucks a lot. Not really, though. Anything else going on uh, in your world of wrestling fandom that you want to chat about? I know those Oscar pops came out. What did you think of those two ones? Because you picked, well, we talked about those last week where yeah. the mask is just kind of okay on the Oscar. Any other new things you want, you're planning on getting or anything like that? Any no. collectibles you're looking at? No, nothing I've seen lately. Yeah, for me, I'm going to wait and see till all those Comic Con reveals come out. I might get the Retro Michaels that's out now from Walmart. That has it's part of like the Heartbreak Hotel kit. Like you've got okay, to buy all yeah. of them to get the Heartbreak Hotel. I might get that. Nothing oh, really. You got to buy them all to get the, the Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah, okay. I think there's four of them. And then there's a basic set. Actually, would just do like a scene. Yeah, like a scene and just I don't know, twenty nine bucks. You get the whole scene and the and the character. No, nope, they want you to buy four figures. 
and they've got the basics out there as well, where if you build them, you get you build a JJ Dillon, which I'm not yeah. interested in, so I don't right. really, I don't really need. But yeah, that's for me nothing crazy. Yeah, so if you bought the Target Four Horseman, you could get the JJ Dillon. Yeah, I guess that'd be nice. Get the uh, the whole set there. Mm-hmm. Have them put their four fingers up. Yeah, <laughs> four fingers up. Yep, that's all I have for this week's show with with the uh, tapes and everything. Anything else you want to chat about? Because we, this is a rather short show. We only talked about fifty minutes, but um, I don't can... really have anything. I mean, there's some impact stuff I got to watch. Uh, about two weeks behind. Yep, might find a fee free feed of uh, Slammiversary. Check that out. Didn't that just happen? I heard it was good. There. It was supposed to be very good. Yeah, that's what I heard. And so I just kind of want to get caught up because they also did the Rise of the Knockouts Rise or of the Knockouts, like yeah. So one of the girls that we've seen at Rise a few times, Shotzi Blackheart, yep. she's been on Impact, but I haven't seen her yet because I'm mm-hmm. a couple of weeks behind. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think she got signed because she's been uh, promoted for like future episodes coming up. Good for her. Yeah. I wonder if WWE would ever consider, especially with this all women's pay per view, like a partnership with those Impact girls to come over, like the Knockouts versus the, the, yeah, uh, the I mean, Superstars. They, that would be interesting. It would, because Ring of Honor's got their Women of Honor. They're trying to build a little bit, and that's tough for them because they're pretty much always regulated to the pre-show. Yeah, they're. I'm not impressed with their current champ. I don't even know her name. She, right. Um, well, when they had the tournament, everyone for. Sure, I thought it'd be Tennille Dashwood to win, and when yeah. she lost, everyone was like, "Well, what the hell? What did you bring her in for? She's like the biggest star." Yeah, that she could have had. There's, a, there's three or four other girls that I think are more deserving than. Uh, God, I wish I could remember her name, but I just haven't watched them in a while. I'll look it up. What it is? The Women of Honor champion. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think Kelly Klein. She's a really good one. Um, I don't know that that division. I don't think is that competitive. You know that the roster is deep enough? No, because they got some Jenny girl. I mean, she's okay. They're some they're, Jenny girl. <laughs> yeah, well, her name is Jenny. Uh, I mean, she's just kind of okay. Her but... champion, the current champion is Sumi Saka? Yeah, she's, she's okay. She's 46 years old. Yeah, I know. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she just looks like she's been around. Well, that's that's negative. I gotta no, stay it's okay. <laughs> no, I mean, if she looks old, she's old. Like, yeah, she looks old. So, I mean, there's a lot of young stars that... I think have more charisma and more energy than yeah. she does. I mean, she just looks like a badass fighter. Like that's all she is. Yeah. Like I don't really see much smiling or charisma or even like, I don't know. She's just kind of, just kind of there, yeah. just kind of there for you. All but right. Maybe because of her history and her, a lot of people respect her that they just threw the strap on her and it's like, Oh yeah, you know, we respect you so much. And, you're, I watched you when I was little. I never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we got other stuff to talk about. We got other fun stuff coming. We got the yeah. women's pay-per-view. We've got knockouts. We've got the all-in show coming up before we know it in September. They've got another match announced. So I'm curious what guys like Kenny Omega and Gun Bucks are going to do. Yeah. Hope they're not in like a six-man. I want them to have separate matches. Does Gordon have a match yet? Nope. He lost the NWA championship match, so he is all out. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick Aldis is in? Yes, he's facing Cody for the NWA championship. And Cody's got the world. Cody has, Cody has no championship. Oh, I thought that was a stipulation. He would, Nick Aldis would only put the title on him Maybe he had a title. Maybe. Well, Cody does have the uh, – well, this is a bit of a spoiler, but he Cody tweeted it out. They won the ROH six-man championship, so okay. Cody's got that belt now, adding all the right. hardware. We'll see. It'll, it should be fun and entertaining and all that stuff. Speaking of, of the StarCast and the All-In Show – so I don't know if you saw, so StarCast partnered with Fight TV mm-hmm. to, you can watch the StarCast stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. One, I thought it was going to be free. 
No. So if you want like the premium VIP pass, it's one hundred forty nine dollars to watch all that. I'm like, that's Just more to than the, watch. Yeah, I'm like, that's more than the Mayweather McGregor fight on pay per view. I'm like, you guys mm. nuts. But some people are ordering it. They're shooting screenshots and all that. I well, guess I good would for them. If you live in California or Idaho or something like that, you know, it's worth it to. $149 to watch. That seems like a lot. I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no way I would pay that. No, you would not. All right, let's think of something positive in the show on. The We're going to Ro- go see uh, Sean Waltman? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. Um, so I ordered. Are you going to get anything autographed? I don't know. I don't have anything. He'll have 8x10s. Oh, I have a Xbox figure in, on the card if you want to have him autograph that. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I'll tell. It's twenty bucks. This is autographs. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, I have somebody online makes custom Hasbro cards, so I had to make one for me with the one, two, three kid in the orange series. Okay. With the one where he's got no eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of thinking to do the Carolina blue sign over the orange. Think it'll look good. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> he, he seems like a really cool guy. I talked to him for yeah. maybe like a couple minutes at uh, C2E2 about okay. like three or four years ago. I was walking through and it was him um, and uh, Scott Hall. They mm-hmm. were just kind of sitting there. It was a Sunday. It was dead. It was kind of getting five o'clock, six o'clock. Things were kind of slowing down, and they're yeah. just kind of sitting there talking. And I don't know. I just walked up like, "Hey guys," and whatever. Kind yeah. Of shot the crap with them, but you know, it's just awkward for me to approach people. Yeah, especially when they're there charging money and you're you're talking that, for free. Yeah, and I don't know. It's I don't know what to say. I'd feel like a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> somebody I saw on Facebook for the Windy City Thunderbolts where he's appearing at the baseball game, somebody on the comments, what, I wonder if he'll sign my copy of One Night in China. I'm like, oh, dude, too soon. Don't yeah, be doing why would that. You want that. I don't know. That's It'd ridiculous. Be, I don't know. I hope he hope he gets a kick out of my uh, card where he's got his eyebrow shaved off. Yeah, he'll love it. He's like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Rips it off. <laughs> he'll tell you the story. He's supposed it. to wrestle that night, too. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Do the Bronco Buster who's, and all that uh, stuff. Who's who's doing that? Show? I don't know. It's not AAW or not um, Rev Pro anymore. Maybe it's Rev Pro. I don't know. Who's the one that went out of business? Uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz. Yeah, Blitz. Yeah, yeah they, it's not them. I don't know either. Yeah, I remember because Ricky Steamboat canceled. They yeah. probably didn't pay him. Like, yeah. oh man, we bought paint pens. <laughs> <laughs> and I returned my paint pen. Did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. I'm never going to use this orange paint pen. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, we're going to meet him. So, Sean Waltman, Xbox 123K, we'll meet him on Thursday. So we'll meet we'll him, be... $1.50 beers. Yeah, it'll be Catch a, good... a little uh, minor league baseball yeah, game. Yeah, it'll be a good time. There you go. Looking forward to it. Guys, you can make sure to follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, a positively processing podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes. Subscribe to us there as well. And if you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net. Pick up our T-shirts, one or both of them, and I will give you a fun prize if you buy one. Helps support the show and keeps it free for you guys and all that other fun stuff. Anything else? No, sir. All right, guys, we will see you next week.